Hi, everyone. This hey is folks. Alex. And this is Zach. We want to make one thing very clear uh, to any listeners of this show. Uh, black lives matter. All black lives matter. We stand with you. We stand with the protesters. We love you. We care about you. Stay safe out there and enjoy the show. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Stop. Have you heard of have you heard of groupies? You could be one of those. I don't want to. Don't don't they sleep with the band? No, they're like. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> We're here to do a podcast episode. It's us. It's the cat. It's the cab. What is it called, babe? Uh, my cabbages. A, a cabbage podcast. I think we need to do that again. <laughs> I'm Alex. And I'm Zach. And this is My Cabbages. An Avatar podcast. No, My Cabbages! Uh, We got there. Yeah, we always do that. Yeah, third time's a charm. I mean, first time's a charm. None of the other times are going to make it into the recording at all. You think we do this every week or something, but no, it's our first time, I promise. Never done it before. How's everybody doing this week? It's been good. I can't hear your responses, so don't say them aloud. Uh, keep your eyes on the road if you're driving. How how have you been? How was your week, babe? How was my week? Um, my week was good. I just started a new a new gig, doing some character work for a a little studio. I'm enjoying it. Congratulations! It's, thank you. It's so proud um, of you. It's it's a it's. It's paying. It's bringing home the bacon. <laughs> Listen, in the in the land of the land of COVID nineteen, we just need to we just need to stay stable, stable, stay stable. Well, I, I feel mean, I feel like I'm I'm Happy Gilmore when he grabs that kid and he's like, "Stay as long as you can, for the love of God, cherish it." From what movie? From Happy. Oh, you said Happy. Oh, not sorry. Uh, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. And they all blend together. Yeah, Adam Sandler though. <laughs> Although I did see the Sandler verse. I did see earlier like Adam Sandler and his wife just celebrated. I think their like twentieth wedding anniversary, and they're stupid cute. They have two daughters, and they're super supportive of each other. And she's the one that convinced him to take his newest role for uncut gems on netflix which i haven't watched but i've heard is people are raving about it yeah and i think it's getting some really good nods so hey i gotta go check it out but good, I, good for him you know adam sandler he's had some interesting career choices and yeah but he, he's sure he's yeah he's spent the occasional several million dollars making a dumb movie with his friends so that he could go on an extravagant vacation but which one of us wouldn't do that given that kind of power? Right. So yeah, a few things, a few exciting things this week. Yeah, um, a couple of milestones. So remember how I think it was almost two months ago when I first put out the bait for the, uh, instead of like a thirst trap, uh, I set up a, <laughs> a, hunger, trap. a hunger trap. The hunger traps. This is the real Hunger Games. Uh, <laughs> I challenged, or rather invited, uh, the first guest to send us an email to our email at mycabbagecast at gmail.com would receive a copy of my family recipe for stuffed cabbages, which is tried and true. It's delicious. Um, and no one took me up on it. And I honestly forgot about it. And <clears throat> it it grew literal cobwebs and uh literal digital cobwebs were on this email it was amazing i've never seen anything like this the code that must have gone into these literal digital cobwebs unlike anything i've ever seen and then i was like huh you know what i haven't checked the the podcast uh email in a minute why don't i when i go check that i f- i forgot what an empty inbox looks like let me just go check on that let me just go yeah. let's just see that um so uh we all know time lord iroh uh great great fan friend uh, of the show Tyler but Iroh. 
we did have someone finally take us up to take me up on my offer and congratulations to Andrew, who was the first person to email the pod and as such uh, is getting some attention uh, not only on the pod, but also is getting, uh, we're some exchanging cabbage recipes. Delicious cabbage recipe, which well, is honestly what this show is all about. Let's not forget at the end of the day, this is a show about cabbages. That's why it's called My Cabbages. I, I, I can't. I don't know how we could be more clear. Sorry to disappoint y'all if you thought this was a, a, a podcast solely about Avatar The Last yeah. Airbender. Yeah. Uh, Foolish, I would say. So anyway, let's let's read this email. Go for it. So Andrew writes, hey, y'all. I just wanted to say that I enjoy y'all's podcast. It's really entertaining. And I love how y'all tend to trail off path for a little and come back. It feels like a natural conversation. I guess my only bad thing, which is really like one out of five episodes, is the amount of sound effects. Most of the time I enjoy it. Sometimes I feel it's a little much, but I like to listen regardless. You'll notice the string of sound effects that just played over that part of the um, of the email. Uh, if you could make it out, uh, let us know what it is. We, can't, we couldn't hear it over all of these amazing sound effects. I'm just kidding. Love you, buddy. If you have any uh, feedback about the editing, that goes straight to Zach. Bless his heart. Edit, listen. Edit. The only person that does this, and I'm so proud of him and thankful because without him, there would be no podcast. Uh, I am a visual artist and also an animator. I do not, as a profession, edit video or audio. So I have no defensiveness about my editing and uh it's an ongoing evolving process also my mom always made the best stuffed cabbage so i would love to have y'all's recipe to compare i made trade recipes if you're interested keep on andrew we are interested andrew and we promise if if you have not heard from us already with the recipe uh it's coming real soon thank you for uh emailing us thank you for listening more so, I'm just amazed that people want to hear our hear our inane drivel every week. But uh, thank you so much for listening and, and for, for reaching out to us. We really appreciate it. Makes us feel like legitimate podcasterinos. Podcasterooney-doonies. Podcasterooney-doonies. Uh, thanks, folks. Hey, do you want to talk about this episode? We got like an episode to talk about. It's like... Yeah, it's like a, uh, it's about a guy who is in the from he's from the Water Tribe, shocker. And his name's Bato. Um, isn't this another episode that people just adore oh, we, so they, much? They love this one. And it's this. Listen, this one's a this one's a darling of the community, and I know that as a member of the community because I know what you guys are into, and I know how much you all love this episode so fun fact according to the uh, uh, avatar wiki page this episode is the poorest rated episode on itunes oh behind the divide yeah but according to the fandom the most uh disliked or controversial episode is the great divide yeah which is also very very by a wide margin our lowest listened to episode (laughs) it turns out some people hate the great divide so much they will skip an episode of a podcast that talks about it it's it's like 20 listens below the episodes around it it's amazing listen this episode's also terrible i'm expecting some pretty poor numbers out of this one too stop listening what are you doing listening to this episode knock it off I want these numbers to be low because I want y'all to be honest. <laughs> or don't. If you're, if you're hearing these words, I, I mean, your your listen is counted. You might yeah. as well just. Or don't. You can just keep listening to us and stop watching the episode instead. <laughs> we did the work for you. Yeah, we watched we, this episode, so you don't have to. We did our patriotic duty and watched the episodes that you all just would be considered torture to Amen. sit through. Preach. Honestly. That's right. This is my hot take. Uh, At the beginning of this episode, I'm going to say, I don't hate this episode. I don't hate this episode either. Uh, I mean, we'll get into all the contentions and stuff as we go, but you want to just dive right in? Let's do it. It's 
episode it's book one water episode 15 bato of the water tribe so we open up the episode and the gang is honestly we don't get a very nice picturesque landscape we are right into the action and in media res as they say and Aang is the first one to say anything. He's like, oh, look, here, look at this really cool, you know, spear or sword. And Sokka, he's like, hey, let me see that. Because, you know, kids, what, what we're all taught, like, you know, don't play with sticks, let alone, like, sharp objects. You're just going to, like, poke your eye out or something. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Also, share. Uh, and Sokka's like, share, give me. I want, I want, I want it. This is a water tribe weapon. See if you can find anything else. So, so Sokka figures out that it's probably a water tribe weapon and he just breaks into amazing like Sherlock Holmes meets like Indiana Jones. He's just a master. He's We can really get a sense for how good Sokka is at tracking in this moment because he just busts into action. He's like, ah, we have tracks here and the Fire Nation was here and the, the water tribe fought him. But then they ran over here. They they tracked him down a hill into Fangorn Forest. It's the it's very much the scene where Legolas and Aragorn are like figuring out what happened to Merry and Pippin. They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Yeah, well that whole like process is essentially happening with Sokka here. Oh, and then and then the trail runs cold, and Sokka is showing himself to be so observant, and then he just straight up fails his perception check because Katara is like, oh look, a fucking boat. And Sokka's like, oh, the chill doesn't run cold. There's I'm a model boat. boat. <laughs> I'm on a boat. If you had to take a guess as to what the name of this ship or the name of the ship of their dad, uh, what do you think it is? This, this ship, uh, considering what this episode has in store for us, this ship is the SS Misunderstanding. Oh, dear. This ship is going to sink faster than the RMS Titanic. <laughs> the Avatar is going to save us all, they said. He's imperfect. He's like Jesus. He can't commit any sins. He's the Avatar. Also, who's Jesus? Y'all hear that? Oh, it feels so good. It's I've, I've had like six cups of water today and i just really needed to go and so it's no that's alex is pouring some tea it's tea time it's tea corner it's time for tea corner everyone why don't you enjoy a cup of calming jasmine tea more tea please i hope i made it the way you like it Mm, good did you really mean that uncle of course did you hear that? I was totally pay- I'm I I was totally paying attention to every single thing that you just said, babe. Yeah, I I I know. It doesn't matter. The audience heard. That's all that I care about. Tea corner. Tea corner. Uh so today because A, I need to restock my tea cabinet, but also it is the the episode is the least favorite of people in the fandom i picked out my least favorite tea that's currently in my bed in my tea cabinet she's suffering through the worst of of what she has for you it's called sun moon and stars that being said it's not terrible i like my favorite tea are calming jasmine tea i have a jasmine rose tea which i totally would love to be sipping on right now but alas um yeah, I'm a very big into herbal teas. I love Rubios. I love jasmine teas and green teas. Green teas are probably my favorite. Um, but the suns, moons, and stars is what I'm drinking. And it is... Adequate. Got some really um, bitter notes. And... Oh, how about that? Tastes like tea. <laughs> Sokka, I don't know. Do you think he's class? He probably has a few class levels in Ranger. Oh, we'll have, we'll definitely. Oh, absolutely. I think that Sokka is like predominantly Ranger. Or is he just straight up Hunter? Because Ranger does have some magic elements. No, I think he's a, I think he's a Ranger. I think that's still scan. I honestly do think he's a Ranger. And do you know why? Because I think Sokka is closer to the spirit world than others. And I think it was even before he was kidnapped by Hey Bye Bye Spirit. Um, bye I, Bye. I think if Sokka was alive during 
the resurgence of airbending in Legend of Korra, he would be he would have become an airbender. I think that's that's how that would have worked. Um, yeah, maybe. So Sokka declares that uh, it's not Dad's ship, but he, he was definitely here. And I don't know, he's been such a good tracker up until now. We no reason not to believe him. I was a cameraman for twelve years, so I know a thing or two about tracking. Speaking of sipping tea, uh, we pan in on a shot with Iroh and Zuko, and Iroh is, boy, he is cold cock enjoying himself the fuck out of this this cup of tea. At the beginning of this episode, we are on the same wavelength, which is not going to last very long. Which no, not I'm not all. trying to foreshadow or give anything away, but uh, at this point, people that are watching this episode probably know that Iroh kind of sucks. Iroh sucks this episode, and he like doesn't really suck that many other times ever, but he sucks this episode. The, the patriarchy is alive and well, unfortunately, in this episode. And... I, I guess Avatar was like, all right, well... You know that Dragon Ball Z show? They've got a pervy old sage, so I guess our old sage has to be a little pervy, too. Let's make our old sage weirdly pervy for no reason. And so, as just as Iroh and I start out on the same wavelength, enjoying some tea and trying to get Zuko in the headspace, uh, immediately... Zuko th- feels receptive at first, too. He's, like, about to get into it. He then... is, and then immediately... <laughs> The tea just spills all over Zuko's face. How he is not, you know. <laughs> he gets a he gets a matching burn on the other side oh, of his face from tea. Too soon, <laughs> too soon. Yeah, the boat like lurches all of a sudden, which is what causes Zuko's like what the fuck. <laughs> Zuko's like what the fuck, and goes to see who's screwed up this time. And uh, actually, without any invitation, and immediately my favorite person of the episode, uh, this uh, chick writing a Shershrew just jumps aboard. This uh, rogue. And this Shershrew just starts digging into the deck of the ship. And Zuko's like, excuse me? (laughs) He's like, can I help you? The fuck? That's my ship. Stop. (laughs) And she's like, no, I I can't. There's a stowaway. Listen, if you're trying to rid my ship of a stowaway, you're doing me a favor. You could just ask, and I could probably just open up the bottom for you to search it out. You don't have to come in here like a barbarian. And then she's vindicated. She like pulls he like the shershu pulls out the stowaway. the stowaway and tosses him on the on the deck. And Z- Zuka should have just been like, yeah, okay. You, so we had one. Great. You still don't have to destroy my fucking poop deck. Yeah, you piece of shit. This is our first. So even though we have seen statues of Shershrews before this is the first time i think we've seen a Shershrew in actual uh in an actual episode yep we saw one in uh the blue spirit episode and time Ira pointed it out in his twitter thread but i think it's really cool how you can see the Shershrew like sniffing around down it's a very cool animal yeah the Shershrew is so obvious it's a uh, it's like one of those star star nosed moles yes dope af probably one of the cooler animals we've seen besides uh the turtle ducks, which will always be number one. Yeah, you cannot dethrone the turtle ducks. Yeah, Change they... my fucking mind. So far, we only had we've had, we at had, me. We had the 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 chicken ducks the last episode. Oh, they were a strong contender. Yeah, very cute. <laughs> I found out that if, if you just if you make incoherent babbles while while shaking your jowls, you can kind of appropriate what they sound like. So with the Shershrew, it's just like sees the, the everything is kind of fuzzy, but it has a very distinct and it almost, I wonder if this guy hasn't like eaten some cabbages or what, because he was like farting out some green like trail that went <laughs> straight to uh, this barrel, which he chose the barrel in the middle of the room. He, he did a terrible, this is a, he's a terrible stowaway. Yeah, come on. Pick, you got to pick the unassuming barrel he hasn't well maybe maybe he thought like metal gear solid rules applied and he could just he could just drop down and the the guard that saw the barrel moving would just be like who's there and walk uh, away. must must be my imagination and then turn around and walk away well that uh was not the case because the search definitely found this guy and we also learned that their tongues are uh poisonous because he it flicks its tail like this or its tongue like a whip, and this guy is paralyzed and just um, 
just falls to the floor. It's great. Yeah, it's a a nifty trick. And then we get a little pan down to Iroh, and he's all skeevy. He's like, hey, who is this very much younger lady than me? We understand that everyone, uh, you've probably been at sea with a bunch of dudes for a minute. You're thirsty. Right. But you ain't gotta be rude about it. Yeah. Iroh, you're a good-looking dude. I'm sure you can... Uh... You can get it if you want it, man. You just... Don't, don't be weird about it. And this just comes to show that uh, even characters we love, uh, they're still... Oh, yeah. Uh, they're part of a nation that's wholeheartedly committing genocide. And they're also uh, characters that were written in the aughts. Yeah. So... We begin with a campfire scene as the gang is, they're they're just, they're tuckered out after a long day. They're right next to the boat. I guess they're hoping somebody's going to come back at some point. And while he's stoking the flames, Sokka has a really touching little flashback where he basically chases his dad down. He's all dressed up in his war paint that we see in the first uh, two episodes. Yeah, I still, it's a very iconic look because I still... remember the i think it's second episode where we're getting the scene where sokka and zuko are both you know putting on their their war paint or their regalia and it is a perfectly mirrored uh, parallel scene and or they're perfectly juxtaposed and it it means a lot then but seeing it now when he is a little kid and his dad is going off to war without him it just drives it makes that scene in in that in that episode all the more powerful and it also shows that Sokka's dad has probably been gone for years at Mm -hmm. this point yeah so so then Sokka sees a person in the distance and it's it's a it's a water tribe dude bro it's is is bato was bato of the water tribe it's almost like is then it's is in the title is if you didn't know there was going to be a water tribe guy it's called bato of the water tribe bato of the water tribe water tribe bato off in the distance we see this creeper and oh no it's not uh he's like halt who goes there Sokka is uh i guess he drew the short stick and got first watch yeah well i mean you know in a D party you, you all got to get like six hours or so so you can get your max night long rest worth of healing so you each take a shift at the fire usually the dm will either have you roll a die or say nothing happens but in this case he's like no you're watching and uh fucking this dude shows up what do you do bato who the what now? Bato! Katara is a, not only a light sweeper, but can also be <laughs> perfectly comprehend who the person is. Go from unconscious to fully conversational in three seconds without any kind of beverage, which is something, a skill that I haven't had since childhood myself. God. And I know when I was 14, I definitely did have uh did not have that energy so good, i, I would have rolled for over you i guess katara i would have rolled over and been like hey uncle bato i'll get i'll be excited later i would have been a screaming banshee <laughs> bato you fucking let me sleep god damn it actually depending <laughs> on what time it was i probably would still be up <laughs> Uh, and they just walk off with Bato, like, and they're like, okay, like, no acknowledgement of, oh, hey, by the way, this yeah. is Aang. This is Aang, our friend. They just leave him. <laughs> and the fucking Avatar. Oh my god, Aang, I'm sorry. Like, I know how you are. I was that, you know, kid that, uh, um, when I was in college would be, like, go to the bathroom for, like, two seconds when we were all at the club or at the bar, and then I would come back and all of the the friends that I would come out with had left me, which is like, you know, fuck all of this. This is why I do do large groups of people. Yeah. I the- I have small groups of friends that will always know where I am. And I was always that person that was in charge of like making sure that before we left we had everybody. When and, oh, when I, I was it. when I, I was in it. when I was in middle school, I had a group of of friends that i went to like functions with like two or three people depending on where we were and i was the guy who was always being being ditched and i just it turns out that they all just didn't like me very much but they felt too bad to like 
bring it up to me. So I would always just like unknowingly put myself into like, you know, arrangements that I wasn't uh that they it was it was a big awkward horrible time but i'm i know how ang feels here he feels you know he feels slighted he doesn't understand that like they have this big deep history with this guy bato and ang is completely out out in the woods he has no idea yeah i don't think he's there yet i think we're projecting a little bit from like later in the episode but he's right now he's delirious because he just woke up and he's like what's going on they just he's got whiplash he's he's like wait we woke up and there's this complete stranger and they just left yeah (laughs) who is this fool so we we finally get to the uh the convent the, not the convent the yeah the the abbey and uh we meet mother superior whom i am hereby nominating as the next golden girls avenger of avatar assemble yep she's kicking uh, um, uncle iroh is officially kicked out so they can't be the golden dragon girls anymore yeah no no more golden dragon girls get out of here iroh you know what we're gonna be the golden dragon girls but just because we fucking like dragons fuck you iroh Ye- a man doesn't get to pick our name. Yeah, they get they get into this place and she's like, ah, oh, please take a load off. Have some have some stuff. And Sokka's like, oh, what's that smell? Sokka smells something good. Ooh, that smell. Sokka, Sokka is he listen, as a as a fragrance promoter himself, Sokka Sokka knows a thing or two about cologne and he sniffs the air and he's like, Oh, competition. What's what's what is that? Is that instinct? That's not instinct, is it? That's that. That's not instinct. Uh, that is seal jerky by uh, that Bato. Did, like, is that is that your is that your <laughs> is that your line? Are we? Are is the water tribe? Are they all? Uh, they're all just fragrance competition competitors. It's a very small market, but the water tribe is cornered at one hundred percent. I actually do think it is. Like with this smell, he like the first thing that they get to the to the village is he he notices the the, the smell and how that's that's different. So I think that's uh, an interesting yeah, sense. Definitely um, context clues. Yeah, sure. smell is a very is very prominent um, in this episode, right. and so I think especially that, with the sure shoe. Um, I want to continue to see how that that holds up that as a theme through the episode because we all also know that smell is like very um, emotive of memory and um so it's a very powerful powerful sense so then Sokka's like hey we could take some of that not instinct trademark and we could dump it on appa because you know he stinks so bad he's such a stinky stinky boy and uh he tries to he's like he like pokes the microphone he's like is, is this thing on uh hello Am I, what is this an audience or an oil painting somebody on team avatar recorded like a a nonchalant cough like the the dead silence of a of an of a comedian set followed by a (laughs) Sokka my sip and tea moment (laughs) Sokka lampoons himself on his own petards he uh he fails his perform check with spades and um they all go inside so as they are walking into Bato's tent, he they are immediately just overwhelmed with the sense of of home, and they're like, oh here are these animal skins and oh you kept the pelts yeah and and Ang is like oh oh boy a bunch of animal corpses that's morbid well I mean and we know Ang's a vegetarian so we uh, of course he's uncomfortable and Ang's very much out of his element yeah and i'm just saying it right now everyone sucks in this scene because ang i think is very disrespectful of the fact because i understand he's younger he's avatar he's trying to still you know find his sense of self and his place in the world and what this role means for him but But in the the reddit parlance everyone's shitty here katara and sokka have been following him around on this journey and providing for him like are now like supporting him in every way uh in his journey as the avatar they are having one minute where they can have part of the family the spotlight is not on ang and i think ang is being like a little selfish in this moment. Yeah, and I definitely then... agree. The way that he scoffs at the food that uh, of their like native food, like I feel like that is something that if you know 
certainly now in 2020, if you go out with a bunch of friends to like um, international restaurant and they order some food, like it would be very disrespectful of you to wrinkle your nose and go, oh, gross. Like in steamed sea prunes, which are, I guess, a favorite of, you know, and again, we're hit with like, it's not, um, it's, it's taste now, but taste and olfactory are very linked. Yeah, they're and very I can see like in this really detailed tent, like the smell of like the fire and the briny stewedness of these prunes. And it's probably just, you can almost smell this scene. Can't you? Yeah. He's just, is like gross just because it's different. And yeah. So I'm I'm not happy with uh, Aang's behavior. Iroh's already been shitty. Uh, you know is... what? If this were an Am I the Asshole post, I think this would be everyone is shitty here. Yeah. But on the other side of the coin, Sokka and Katara are also kind of being a little dis... They're not being courteous at all. They just kind of shut out Aang. Yeah. And Aang's trying... To, you know, involve himself in the conversation. And Katara and Sokka are sitting down and asking Bato about, oh, tell us about the time when you and Dad uh, took down that Arctic hippo and... Well, the hippo did the dragging. Hey, I ride animals too. One time there was this giant eel and So I... who was it that came up with the great blubber fiasco? And they just immediately dismissed like... him about this eel, which I... Uh, you we, know, we, he's like, we rode, we rode him all day. And Aang's like, riding? That's like my number one, like, roll stat. I, I, I roll fucking plus 20 rolls every single day, baby. And they're like, later, Aang. We're talking. The, the adults are talking. Knock it off. And so, yeah, he goes over to the wall and he picks up, like, Bato's furry mask. We're not judging. Listen, if he goes to Anthrocon, like, more power to him. Good, good for you. Great. Express yourself, do you. Oh my god, is Bato a furry? But Bato's like, hey, 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 no, put that down. That's 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 Akura Chan's head. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that to furry con. <laughs> you can't you can't touch that. It's very, very uh, ceremonial to me. We thought it was Bato of the Wado tribe tribe, but really it's uh Bato of the furry tribe. <laughs> we start out with uh the interior of a bar. We, we cut into this bar, and uh, there's a ruckus going on. Lots of people are fighting, moving around. Nobody is social distancing. Nobody is wearing a mask. There's one guy. There's one guy in the background who is completely COVID compliant. And what I have to say to him is, well done, sir. You you are a patriot. You are serving He's your... within his six feet, though. Well, but I, listen, progress. Right. We, we have one to, one step at a time. There's one, one guy wearing a mask in this Buck and Bar scene, and he is a... He is the hero of the episode. We see a uh, an arm wrestling match, which I don't know about you. I've never liked to arm wrestle. I don't. I've 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 never really think, thought it was a thing of our generation. I yeah. mean, I think kids did it at summer camp. I don't know. And we used to watch like old boomer movies where people would be arm wrestling for money. The and military. Stuff. Uh. But like, I feel like people don't really arm wrestle anymore. Anyway, so there's this arm wrestle going on, and um, she, this badass lady that we saw earlier trounces this guy. It's it's brutal. But she is fighting literally Ryu from Street Fighter. I don't know if they got the rights to Ryu or if they are just like shamelessly sticking him in there, but he he's there. That's and, him. Well, I mean, fun fact, it actually does say on the Avatar wiki page that this guy was used, uh, was loosely based off of Ryu. So. Yeah. Good eye, uh, babe. He, uh, yeah, he he fucking gets pwned at this arm wrestle, though. He just gets, like, ruthlessly defeated. Uh, yeah. Iroh and uh, Zuko drop in and they're like, hey, sorry to, like, bust up your, uh, your game of, uh, you know, cards here. Your Pokemon game. Yeah, whatever you're playing with your Pokemon cards. Uh, <laughs> your <laughs> But you um you did some damage to my ship and uh you owe me. And she's like, sorry, uh I'm short on cash. <laughs> she Drinks buys, on me. She buys around for the whole bar. She's <laughs> like, Oh, I'm short on cash, and she sits in her pile of it. 
And she's such a badass. I love her. Total, total, total rogue. This is everyone's first D and D. The woman that this <laughs> player, right. this is every person's first D and D character. This is everyone's first D and D character in a nutshell. Apps fucking lootly. Every single starter character, and I love all of them. I love, I love your ambivalent, apathetic rogue that has no reason to be in the quest, so I have to ham fist them into the story. I love them. I love them. Can you, I? Can I get, crack some skulls? Yeah, you can do those things, and you know what? You you'll get paid your fictional fantasy bucks, and you'll be able to buy fictional fantasy things from a list in a book. Bye. Now let's fucking go kill dragons. So yeah, so they're like, that's not we didn't have we didn't have money in mind. So they take her out back, or sh- she takes them out back, and he's like, I need you to find something like with that that with that nose with legs. It's it's gonna be attached to this thing, and he holds up the necklace that he got from Katara and imprisoned. And Churchu sniffs it. They're like, all right, what's the payment? It's like, uh, we'll pay your weight in gold. And Iroh's still being weird and kind of skeevy, but. Just, just making, making talk. She's like, ah, how about your weight? He's like, aha, aha, great, let's do that. And Zuko's like, Ira, we don't have that much money. Like, chill. We have her weight. We don't have your weight. We don't. So we get a scene with Bato, and this scene begins what I like to call uh, the second part of the misunderstanding double feature. Uh, last episode and this episode both have dumb misunderstandings and this is where ours begins because Sabato says that they're going to get a message from their dad and uh, that oh if if, if uh, you're here when when the message comes you can come you can come see him with me and see your dad again and they're like oh gosh that would be great wouldn't that be great Katara and Katara's like yeah that would be so great never once have they actually spoken their intentions but Aang hears this and he's oh I can't believe it. And he slumps over and, and leaves the tent. He's so disappointed. And then he's sitting on the ship brooding. Because right after he leaves, Sokka and Katara are like, oh, well, we can't, though, because we have our loyalty to this friend of ours, this dear friend of ours, Aang, you know, the guy who we both love unconditionally and treat like a sibling. And Aang's not around to hear it. He's, like, on the ship brooding. And then dude shows up with the message right then and there. Uh, he's like, here. Here, uh, I have a message for Bato. And Aang's like, I know Bato. And the guy is just like, well, great. All right, well, here you go. Here's the <laughs> here's the message. You give this to Bato. And then I guess what? He just checks it off. What is he? A fucking, fe- like, is he a fucking Amazon delivery driver? He doesn't even stop to deliver your package. He just chucks it out the window. <laughs> it's post-COVID. He just leaves it next to the ship and then marks it on his thing and hightails it out of there. Yeah, it's almost as like, you know, Santa doesn't have time to stop for presents. He's just chucking them down the the different chimneys. He doesn't go down the chimney. This guy has a message gun and he just, just shoots the messages from from way off. At hey, Santa. I got a quota, man. I have three three messages I got to deliver a day. I got three fathers to reunite with the kids. So then uh, uh, Aang gets all ruffled and crumples up the message and sticks it in his coat and we 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 realize that uh this is like the star trek mirror universe in star trek there's episodes where they go to this mirror universe where everybody is the same but evil this is what it feels like here it feels like everyone's just being kind of shitty for no reason just this one time maybe we slipped into a parallel dimension or something there's a difference though katara and sokka are being intentionally shitty yeah uh but ang is so i think ang is at the very bottom of this episode just but he's still on top of iroh he's still above iroh above iroh not on top of him let's not go there <laughs> uh one of those people that yeah. just ran, rings your doorbell and it's like candy graham bato gets a notification on his phone it just says your package has been delivered and then ang comes in he's like oh boy i can't wait to have some of these sea prunes om, nom, 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 nom. so so then we get we get a bunch of we get a bunch of scenes with the shirshu as the avengers assemble you mean the golden dragon girls the golden dragon girls assemble um the only person that's missing is grand graham but she's an honorary stand-in member <clears throat> Golden Dragon Girls. We get the assemble. <laughs> There's totally victory it. screech. They drop in on Sex Spot Lady and and uh, Mayuki, her cat slash assistant turned cat, 
and uh, it's fruitless. They move on. Well, I what I want to point out here is uh, old mother brothel's first question is like, Miyuki, are you getting trouble with the fire nation again? She asks it like a crazy person asks an inanimate object for another beer or whatever. But like, I would I would not be surprised at all if Miyuki has ties to the fire nation. Look into that. She probably uh, knows Momo, who we all know is secretly the fucking Fire Lord. Well, Mayuki then just meow, and like kind of cowers behind Old Mother Brothel. So that is some suspicious pussy. <laughs> that is some suspicious pussy. Oh, fuck. What Where... do you think Mayuki did to the Fire Nation? <laughs> what do I think Mayuki did? I think Mayuki was, uh, I think she was a drug cat. She would. Oh, was she a, was she a mule? She was a drug mule, yeah. She would just transport lickable psychedelics from, uh, port to port. It, she would transport frozen frogs. Which turn out are a real thing, folks. <laughs> they exist. So, Kermit. We're sorry we but judged I, you. We're sorry, but I still need to lick your ass. Get over here and fucking freeze it. I have an ice cold glass of water here. Put your ass in it. The reason why I bring <laughs> this up is because there are actual species of frogs that live in uh, certain parts of the world. There are frogs, but also lizards that can... can... frozen solid. Yeah, they have to reduce their body temperature they're usually living in the desert or some places that have extreme temperatures and overnight they have to uh they lower their temperatures so much they're frogs in alaska actually that spend seven months out of the year frozen you suck on that thing and it cures your coronavirus it it fixes it it turns out that i mean if the president can make up random completely wild uh uh, non-scientific things about coronavirus that i can too on our podcast go suck on a frog uh, it'll kill your coronavirus. This has been a public service announcement. You and every from, other person on the internet. From my cabbage, from my cabbages and avatar podcast, the official uh, medical source of the United States of America. Now, so ice dodging. Yeah, uh, Bato starts off about about this like ice dodging. It's at, at the start. I'm not gonna lie. It sounds like uh, it sounds like he's about to go like, "Hi, I'm Bam Margera, and this is Jackass. Welcome to Ice Dodging." Oh man, it's almost like Ice Dodging is just the five D's of water bending. <laughs> dip, duck, dip, dive, and dodge, dodge, dig, dip. Duck, dive. It's dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. You're right. There you go. Bam. We got it. We got it on the second take. Again, is the theme for this episode is we got it on the second take. We got it on the second take. So then he's like, oh, well, your dad usually takes you on this crazy rapids ride where you dodge. Uh, A crazy adventure. Dodge ice. And uh, it, he doesn't have his dad's not around. So he's like, what you is know this? what? Vanilla ice, ice baby. <laughs> That's right. It's uh the vanilla ice challenge, three a.m. The vanilla ice challenge, three a.m. Vanilla um, ice dodge baby. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So yeah, then we cut to Iro. We cut to specifically a a, a recognizable location. Cue uh, the second golden girl to assemble. The second golden dragon girl. Excuse me. That's right. Yeah. Of this Avengers assembly of of justice. We get a callback to Aunt Wu and um, the Shershrew and... Did we give her a name this episode? I don't think we gave her a name. We gotta pick a name for this thief lady. Let's call her... Um, um, she is a cross between Wednesday Adams. Let's call her Tammy. She's no, she's a cross between Wednesday Adams and the daughter from The Incredibles. We can still call her Tammy though. So Tammy pulls up with the Shershu. Zuko's like, "What? Why are we wasting all of this time? They are clearly not here. Why are we here?" And Tammy points out, "You don't know how." any of this works so just uh sit yourself down and let me handle this then aunt Wu appears yeah aunt Wu, like zuko says why are we wasting all this time well it turns out the reason that they're wasting all this time is so that uh aunt Wu can can flirt with 
take take a shot at Iroh, shoot her shot, if you will. She says, uh... Care to hear your fortune, handsome? Yeah, and, you know, the only person that is within Iroh's acceptable age range this episode that actually flirts with him he's like, uh, nah. willingly... <laughs> Uh, he's like, nah, you're just gonna, you're just gonna tell me how soon I'm gonna die. <laughs> I have an age range of 22 to 38, uh, sorry. We need to figure out, okay, so of, uh, of the Golden Girls, um, that's right. We're, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna take a... Take a break from your normal, take a break from your normal schedule broadcasting uh, service and bring you the Golden Girls of Avatar. We have the, we have the reference sheets up here. We're doing the math. We're crunching the numbers and we're bringing you the hot scoop about the Golden Girls. Take it away, baby. So I'm going to say that our first Golden Dragon Girl, who is old mother brothel <laughs> old mother brothel herself uh up on that hill sucking with, them fro sucking them frozen frogs with little mayuki i would say with her cat miyuki would probably uh be miss blanche Devereux, um for a, a southern belle i could see it i could see it um well because blanche she was the southern southern belle she was also definitely the one that has the highest libido old mother brothel she is up on that hill she's she, having them fine fine earth earth soldier boys coming through she wants a soldier boy so who's who's next uh, and then um next we have aunt Wu. is that betty white is betty white in this show yeah betty white is definitely in this show is betty white aunt Wu? um you know Be- I have... betty white is iroh it turns out <laughs> yeah probably yes i'm gonna say that aunt Wu is betty white because uh there's 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 only three of them. Yeah. The, the 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 Golden Girl. That that should be their slogan. The Golden Girls. There's only three of them. <laughs> so So we get a pretty cool ice ice dodging scene. This scene's a lot of fun. It is. Honestly, I'm getting uh my favorite Disney movie of recent memory, which was Moana, and mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. Mo- Maui is teaching Moana to wayfind, yeah, to be a wayfinder, to be a wayfinder, very reminiscent to of... be to be a wayfarer. She, she she gets all the best deals on all the best apartments in the city. Um, actually, Wayfair is furniture. Oh, it's furniture. I didn't get the joke right. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> So yeah, it's just and like as soon as Moana is coming in on the island of Tafiti, uh, and she has seen all these rocks, she realizes, oh shit, uh, we fucked. Sokka was captain. Aang was at the the, the jib. The jib. Yeah. I don't even know what Katara was doing either. Oh, uh, she was at the sail. She was at the sail. So they take their spots and they start trucking along and. Ang shows once again that he doesn't know how to pay attention or listen to uh, terminology because he totally misses his his mark. Hey, help to leave! Help to leave! What does that even mean? They manage to pull it out, and they're facing a big boss uh, spike cluster. Bato is like, "Hey, Sokka, it's cool, man. You already proven yourself. Like, you're good." Let me at him. He's like, no, we're gonna keep going. <laughs> He's like, we are not gonna stop until we're all dead. And then Bato realized his mistake and s- stared off into the middle distance as we watched Sokka become a monster. <laughs> Bato does not fight back at all. He will, at several points throughout the episode, point out the alternative and then. One of the kids will quip or choose the opposite. He'll just be like, okay. He'll just throw his hands up. <laughs> He's the most pushover parental figure on the face of the planet. Um, He was, I guess, the cool uncle. We always... Ha- he- Every person had that that person in their life, I think, growing up that was a family friend that wasn't really an uncle, but you called uncle anyways. Welcome to the new sitcom... Uncle Bato. Oh man, Uncle Bato. And like, like Katara comes in and she's like, Uncle Bato, can I go to the party? And Uncle Bato's like, 
I don't know, ask your uncle. And then she leaves and she comes back and she's like, can I go to the party? And Bato goes, oh, all right. <laughs> they get through these amazing spikes. They actually, it's a very cool scene. Uh, Aang fills the sails with air and Katara makes this big sort of mound of water so that the boat just lightly crests over top of uh these spikes that are all they submerged. make a wave it's it, they make a huge wave it's literally a wave it's awesome it's like the first time we've seen all three of these characters really like in lockstep like communicating working together flawlessly and all of their their talents sort of come together in this moment and i think it's it's a it, it's a meaningful one so they get through this uh bato's obviously very impressed he was happy that he rolled over because they really showed how how skilled they all are and he's like all right now i'm gonna give you all some markings these are these are these are meaningful water tribe markings and he's like they all go to ash wednesday yeah turns out they're all catholic they are yeah it turns out water tribe the water tribe are catholic and he's like you get the mark of jesus <laughs> you get the mark of uh, the Jesus, Holy, the Holy Spirit, <laughs> and you get the mark of the trusted. You are now an honorary member of the Water Tribe. I can't. Of course you can. No, you can't trust me. I can't do it. And he whips out his phone. And he starts like live streaming on Instagram, and he's like, "I'm so, I'm sorry. I want to apologize to my community, to my fans. I want to apologize to everyone. That's not my. That's not who I am. That's not me." Of course, Sokka and Katara are devastated. I was afraid he wishes the map to our father. You had it the whole time? How could you? And I feel so, so bad for him. We all know that he acted out of alignment hardcore this episode, but he cringed harder than a dog when you're they're being like <laughs> what, yelled uh, at. Uh, he knows he done. He knows he done dirty. He knows he done bad. They just kind of leave him there on the beach and they're like, yep. Yeah, He's like, fuck it, I'm gonna go see my dad. And Bato's like, well, wait, Sokka. Wait, just wait, Sokka. And then, like, all things. <laughs> he gets at all any pushback from Sokka. And he's Sokka's like... Sokka's like, no, oh. we're going. He's like, we're going. And Bato's like, okay, you heard you heard him, Aang. I'm he sorry. Did, no, I'm, he doesn't going. even say anything. He just follows <laughs> he just, them. He just goes. Because and, uh, children... <laughs> and so, yeah, our, our heroes are divided. With the next scene, what we get is... A worse exchange than the morning after. <laughs> like, when you wake up, like, those times in college when you just woke up the next morning, and it was just like, oh. It's, yeah, it's cold. It's sobering, and it's cold, and Sokka didn't even look at him, just turns and walks away, and Katara walks over to him and kind of sheepishly gives him this kind of, you know, good luck, and Aang's like, Okay, you too. Aang is just, he's cut to the core, man. He, 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 he's like, hey, I should probably, you know, I should probably get moving. Yeah. And, and, and this, uh, this nun is like, yeah, yeah. It's about fucking time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would be, that would be great if you could do that. If you could just get the fuck out of here. So I forgot that the, uh, Mother Superior became one of the other Golden Girls. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because she replaced Iroh. So, no, she's totally Dorothy because Dorothy is such a hard ass. Mm -hmm. And she is the older one, one of the older ones of the group. He takes off, uh, heads heads towards the boat where he's, like, getting ready to leave. And boom! Fucking team... Team Shershu bust through the the gates of this little shrine and um or yeah this, the abbey this temple yeah the abbey and uh, this time the scent, the trail is purple because now at first I thought it was a color we're thing going to Shershu's smellovision here I thought it was a color thing and and no <laughs> it turns out it's just trails and everything is a different color mm -hmm. and then somehow this woman's like BDSM Fifty Shades of Grey with is involved <laughs> and. I don't even want to know what kind of fan fiction's been written about that. <laughs> so then the the Shershu takes off into the forest. And we cut back to Aang. He's like tying up the the saddle. He's like getting all of his stuff situated. And this Abbey lady runs out. And she's like, "Hey, hey! I thought I told you to get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here!" And he's like, "Jeez, lady, god damn, yeah, I'm I leaving. Know. I already know. I already know. I got it." 
this guy with a scar and this woman with this weird creature and he's like oh he's oh, like would Zuko. you would you would you describe her as scary beyond all reason the Shershu finally catches up to Katara and the gang. And he's like, run! And then they take off and the Shershu uses its amazing paralyzing tongue. It is, you know, got a tongue that's longer than Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of, that's the name of, the name of this Shershu. It's called Gene. Gene. I love it. Gene and Tammy. Gene and Tammy. <laughs> Hey. Gene and Tammy, the dynamic duo. We'll see. We'll see Gene and Tammy later on in uh, and yeah, <laughs> the Shershu looks for another piece of scent. He finds the he finds the crinkled up betrayal paper. It smells the map thing, and this time, baby, it's blue. It just becomes fucking Blue's Clues, and now they're on the hunt for Blue's newest thing. Like they they sniff into like a painting. And uh, and and Tammy's like, all right, here we go. Sure, she's gonna do weekend too. Every that was background a- of a, a Avatar <laughs> uh, show is a beautiful painting. Yeah, a painting that just has a Shershu in it now. So the Shershu shows up. The Shershu shows. Are you sure? sure? I'm sure the Shershu shows. How sure are you? Sure, sh- sure. Sh- Assure me how sure you are that the Shershu is surely. Shit. So that. So how that... much do you think the Shershu is insured for? Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, we need to stop. My mouth is turning to mush. So the Shershu shows up at the Abbey. At the Abbey. Thank you. And all. Fucking hell breaks loose. Uh, it goes nuts. Like and Aang, um, it's going around in circles, and then um, Aang, uh, it's just because it, it can't get Aang's trail, or it seems right. to be going around in circles. Yeah. And then you look up, and then you see Aang and the glider just drop in from from above. CG Aang comes down and swats at this thing, and all of them tumble off the back of it. So now we got Appa versus Shershu. Fucking. So yeah, Appa and and Shirshu are squaring off, and then Aang and Zuko are squaring off. A bunch of battles happening all at once. Uh, Tammy falls on her back and passes out, and of course, who's right there to fucking to to sweep her up? But but our 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 creep our creepy grandpa Iroh gives her a couple of little face slaps, and she gets up and she starts fighting again. And then there's just a shot of of Iroh looking content, and it's like. Just yeah, uh, no. There's a lot of Pokemon battles happening at once. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is the final gym battle for yeah. of the episode. Sure, true. I choose you. And, and Ang's like, Appa, get the fuck out of your Pokeball, bitch. I choose and you. Tosses it. He's like, I don't listen to rules. I'm Ang. He fucking pulls out his phone. He starts live streaming on Instagram again. He's like, check it out. I'm doing illegal Pokemon fighting. I'm a badass. So then Aang and Zuko are squaring off and it's it's badass. It's dope. They're flinging fire and air at each other like left and right. A- Aang is fighting with all the grace of an industrial strength uh, fan and Zuko is fighting with all of the grace of a of a of a German flamethrower. So Aang and Zuko are at it on the rooftop like Mulan and very much and then we get Appa and the Shershu. Appa takes a licking, literally, on the foot and lands and stumbles Turns a bit. Turns out the Shershu has a foot fetish. Yeah, the, the Shershu likes to lick a lot of things. There's a lot of whips and tongues, and they kind of get mixed up. You're not really sure what's a whip and what's a tongue <laughs> yeah. at some point. Which is it, it, probably the sexual, the most sexual sentence I've ever said on this whole podcast. So Appa stumbles, but... Uh, Dem toxins, they can't take down Appa. He gets back in that action. And he chases down Zuko and and causes a ruckus, but then gets fucking dunked on. He just gets dunked on and dunked on and dunked on. <laughs> Meanwhile, this Shershu is making fucking Lamb Before Time Tyrannosaurus roars. Aang and Zuko are fighting some more, and they um, Aang does this cool thing with a with a uh, with a well. 
he gets the he gets the fucking he rolls a a tremendous um sleight of hand check and grabs the necklace and then dives into the the well spouts up a fucking huge jet of water and zuko comes crashing down it's 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 cool this whole this whole entanglement is very chaotic and crazy and it's actually pretty well stitched together it's unfortunate that such a strong climax is in such a weak episode yeah because at the end of the day i do think the episode where is bato in all of this he's just not around i'm starting to think that Baka, bato is i think he just bails I think he- and iroh is also creepy instead of fighting and oh like all the adults just completely fuck off this entire fight sequence yeah and all the kids are either paralyzed and in need of medical attention or just battling it off and their animal familiars are in their Pokemon battle. It's just like, I and Iroh, meanwhile, is still, uh, uh, for some reason, I think getting even more turned on and with, as again, as much tongue and whips and, like explosions i don't know that are in this episode i just i'm just i (sighs) like i i have i have the the inverse of a whatever the reverse of a boner is whatever like emphatically not a boner is that's what i have i I can't explain the tongues that that's just an outlier smells and and uh um tongues and it's just we just stop. We've said tongue way it's, too many it, times. It's this too many times. It's really uncomfortable, and we have to say it again. We're reaching our character limit at the very end. Uh, everyone at this point has been, I think, like paralyzed by this stupid surshrew. Sokka basically MacGyver's the solution where he gets all of this. He takes all of the like axe body spray that they've that they've gathered, and they just dump it all in one place. And the surshrew is just so turned on. That it doesn't know what to do. It's the it's streamers of smoke. It's like a like a rave at Burning Man. Yeah. So the instinct, it it, it, it turns out it's quite potent. It's very potent. But then yeah, we pan over and they're all they're all paralyzed. But Iro is is holding. He's got his hand around this woman. Well, Zuck or Zuko asked probably the most awkward question that has been asked in any avatar episode ever is hey uncle did you not get hit by the tongue too and then (laughs) iroh opens his eyes he's pretending to sleep shh worse than shushes it's like hey let me be a creep in peace come on yeah and she is she's conscious by the way when he shushes she she gives him this look She's like she's helpless. It it sucks. It's really bad. And Iroh, you're out of the Golden Dragon Girls. Get the fuck. Get your shit. Get your fucking membership teacups. has been revoked. Get uh, your fucking teacups. Get your fucking monkey. Olmec. Olmec can stay. Olmec fucks. Olmec's like great. I can stay. Oh boy. Get take your fucking teacups and your didgeridoo and you get the fuck out of here, man. Your your sungi <laughs> horn. Sungi horn. I said it wrong on purpose. Uh, <laughs> and then we get, yeah, we cut to, uh, it's just, no more it's, music nights. It's over. It's and over. Aang and, uh, Katara and Sokka are on Hapa Appa. And I guess they just left instead of tying up and restraining the people that were chasing them or like, like they, they just dipped out. They're they like, Oh, dipped. the, the, the poison will wear off. And they're like, they're, they're cool. fine. They'll just leave. He busts out the necklace and she's ecstatic, of course. And. And that's it. That's the end of the episode. We get we get we get the credits. What did you think of this one, babe? How did you like this one? I th- dare I even think that I said, "Oh, I don't mind this episode." At the beginning of recording this podcast, do you, do you, like, I don't want to watch The Great Divide again. But God, if I had to choose between the two, it'd be a tough call. Hey, babe. Yeah. Do you want to award some experience points? Uncle, do you realize what this means? I won't get to finish my game. Shouldn't there be a board or some pieces or something to jangle? I want Dungeons and Dragons! No. (laughs) 
no. There no one gets a, a Time Lord Iro like <laughs> and I got into a Twitter uh conversation the other day and last week where we're like, you know what, we're got in a conversation it's like yep we're 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 getting we're we're getting back to the episode and it's hard and he's like yep everyone get <laughs> no one gets experience points everyone acted out of alignment this episode yeah minus 100 <laughs> I think charisma if, to if anything like they for the ice dodging scene that was the one part of the episode where i think anyone gained any sort of experience um uh, crit fail to iro uh no no crit success from me uh, I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> Me too. It's time for the next episode. It's the deserter. Next week on Avatar, a wise and forgiving communist leader decides to send a young worker, Carl Wren, as an international delegate to the Soviet Union after the worker had deserted a plane... A picket line and had expressed doubts about the methods of class struggle in his own country that sounds that sounds like a totally legit for real uh reading of uh, preview for the next episode i had to read it plot summary of this 1933 uh drama film episode of avatar avatar of avatar yeah yeah avatar of avatar yep yep that's right the deserter Uh, we'll see you next time we're ending the episode it's it's over go home it's over go you're drunk go 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 home alex you're drunk bye bye everybody we love Love you love you bye bye peace and love